Hey, what's up, Jackson Billings? We're back for another episode of The Back Office with Dave and Jeff. But before we get started, a little bit of word from our sponsors. This Hungry for a Win pregame is brought to you by Edgewater Companies, Inc. Whether you're looking for a new casita by the beach or a post-game pad downtown, Edgewater is your go-to real estate solution. Jaguars are 1-0 and to many uh, people's surprise. Uh, however, we have our biggest test of the season yet. We are headed to Nashville for a 1 o'clock kickoff time against the 1-0 Titans, a divisional game that uh, you got to win these divisional games if you want to control your own destiny. And uh, the Jaguars are heading into Nashville as a heavy underdog. Uh, initially, they were uh, giving your they are getting 10 points on the line. That has moved to now plus seven and a half. So uh, Vegas seems to think the Jaguars might be worth backing. But uh, nonetheless, we are a big underdog. And in fact, we haven't won in Nashville since 2013. So we're looking to get over that hump. Uh, we're facing a familiar foe in Derrick Henry, a Jacksonville native. And he always tends to uh, show out when he plays his hometown team. Uh, so uh, a lot to look forward to, a lot to be scared. but. Uh, we'll kick off the show with the Jalen Ramsey injury report. Uh, some notable injuries going to this game from the Jaguars. We'll also we'll be missing Tyler Davis again. We missed him last year. He's the tight end, um, six-round pick. Uh, additionally, uh, our starting free safety, Jared Wilson, is out. Uh, filling in for him is going to be Andrew Wingard, who had an interception last year or last game. So we have that to look forward to. Uh, see how he shows out. Uh, as far as the Titans, uh, they are a little bit banged up. They're missing their star receiver, A.J. Brown, their star starting cornerback, uh, Dory Jackson. Um, so two key injuries the Jaguars will be looking to take uh, advantage of. Um, someone that we didn't touch on last episode, but D.D. Westbrook, uh, our starting slot receiver at one point, uh, he was a healthy scratch last game. Um, so that was interesting to see. I think it just speaks to the stable of young wide receivers that we have on the team this year. Um, but any initial thoughts, uh, Dave, from last week? Yeah, before, before we jump into to the recap from last week, I'd say that, you know, one disappointing thing for the Jags, one very positive thing for the Titans is that uh, their starting middle linebacker, Rashawn Evans, will be able to play after taking a closed fist swing at Jake Butt uh, in the Broncos game on Monday night. A little bit surprised that he didn't pull the suspension for this week, but uh, you know the Jags will do what they can to uh, to lock him down. So, um, you know, shifting gears back to back to uh, last week, you know, I think all of us went into the game, uh, frankly, a little bit worried about the positioning of the team, and I came out really optimistic. So I'm I'm, I'm super excited to see if they can carry that momentum into week two. Um, like you said, obviously a, uh, a huge test for the Tennessee Titans. We haven't won since 2013 under the Gus Bradley regime. Uh, I'd, I'd very much look forward to not seeing Will Blackman's tweet uh, next season about being the last person to beat the Titans. Um, for those of you who don't know who Will Blackman is, there's probably a reason he wasn't on the team for very long, but he, uh, he got a strip sack to win the last time in Nashville, uh, and, and he likes to remind all the Jaguars fans of that. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, I think I think last week, you know, the, the key the key pieces to hit on one the efficiency from the quarterback position. Gardner had an absolutely fantastic day. Uh, carried on into the locker room post game, you know, really showing the leadership that that all of us are looking for in Gardner. Two, uh, James Robinson, biggest surprise probably coming out uh, right out the gate, 60 yards plus in the first half. Obviously, the, they adjusted in the second half and shut him down, but I, I think that he was really the key piece that opened up that passing game. And then the, the third piece I'd say is that the, the defense really showed up way more than, than I expected. Um, so uh, the, the, that would be a recap on my end. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, uh, I echo all those things. The defense uh, played really great when it mattered but there is, still is some concern about um, forcing uh, three and outs. Uh, we didn't see one, pu one punt last week, uh, some very timely turnovers, but uh, it's going to take a lot more to stop this running attack from Tennessee. And they're going to have to be more consistent doing that. And that segues into our lockdown the bank base defense facts. Uh, so looking at this matchup against the Titans offense, obviously, uh, we're expecting Derrick Henry to run wild on us like he has previously. Uh, in fact, uh, Vegas has his rushing total at 118 and a half yards, which is extremely high. So uh, a lot of people think that the Jaguars interior and linebackers are uh, in for a tough day against Derrick Henry and their offensive line. Their offensive line is probably not as robust as the Indianapolis Colts, but Derrick Henry himself is a monster. So the defensive line has the work cut out for them. And I think that, uh, you know, takes us into looking deep into how the interior defensive line performed last week. Uh, that's the uh, conglomerate of um, Devon Hamilton, Taven Bryan, Avery Jones, Timmy Jernigan. Um, and then we have some bigger defensive ends like Dewan Smoot and Adam Ostis. Uh, those are bigger guys who play on the outside who, in obvious rushing downs, uh, their job is to play that Clayus Campbell role and, and set the edge. And that's where Derrick Henry can get really dangerous is, you know, you can sell out to stop uh, an interior run, and but he has enough speed for a big fella that if he can get to the outside and hit that second level, you're talking about, you know, your cornerbacks having to shed blocks and make tackles. And that's a matchup that you don't want to put yourself in, so. Absolutely, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh... I think the elephant in the room is Derrick Henry. You know, historically, the Jags have had an absolutely terrible time trying to shut him down, especially early in the game and not letting um, the defensive game plan kind of slip away super duper early. Um, and for, for that to be different this time around, I think you're going to need to see a vast improvement week over week from the interior defensive line. Um, not to harp on them too much. I mean, I do think that the interior played well last week. Um, this week, you know, if, if I were Todd Wash, I would definitely be getting more action out of Timmy Jernigan. Um, mm -hmm. I think out of all the uh, all the interior players, he, he really impressed a lot on, on very few snaps. I think part of that's because he joined the team late. So I think we should start to see more snaps headed his way. Um, and Devon Hamilton, as you said, I mean, I, I would get him involved early and often. I, I think that he's going to turn out to be a steal in the third round. Um, and, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but really didn't see a lot out of Taven last week. So I'm, I'm hoping that, um, that we're not just investing in Taven because we, we picked him above Lamar Jackson. Um, but it, it sure seems like the, the, the defensive coaching staff still is very confident for whatever reason in, in him and continue to play him, um, you know, take the lion's share of, of, of defensive snaps at the defensive tackle position. So uh, that's what I'm watching. I, I think that 
for us to be successful, we really, really, really need to get more productivity out of all those guys. But like I said, specifically Jernigan and Von Hamilton are the ones I'm looking at. And, and I hope that they get uh, many more snaps than they got last week. Yeah, we're really lucky that A.J. Brown is going to be missing this game. Uh, he is an emerging bona fide number one receiver. So not only does that provide some relief to uh, guys like C.J. Henderson and Trey Herndon, who have been playing well, uh, but they can kind of center their focus on just Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. Um, yep. And I think it's going to allow the defense to sell out a little bit more against the run uh, and allow guys allow guys like Josh Allen and Caleb Chasen off the edge to take advantage of uh, a pretty – mediocre right tackle and Dennis Kelly for the Tennessee Titans, not just for the pass rush, which we would expect to be a little bit more productive this game, but also just getting around the edge and hitting Derrick Henry before he crosses the line of scrimmage. Uh, you can't let that guy uh, build up velocity into the second level, similar to how Leonard Fournette for years, we were trying to open up holes so that he could get to the linebackers and to the safeties and create big plays. And that just never seemed to pan out for, for the Jaguars. Uh, it works for the Tennessee Titans. And it's going to be something that we're going to have to hope that we can get contact on Derrick Henry uh, immediately uh, when he's handed off the ball. Yeah. And, uh, to, you know, to go back to a, a training camp quote from Josh Allen, you know, he's been very outspoken about the fact that he's not just a pass rusher. He's not just here to get sacks. He's here for tackles for loss here's his chance he's got a, a weaker relative right tackle that, that he's going to be going one-on-one -on -one with most of the game if he can get in the backfield before Henry hits the line of scrimmage I think we're in much better shape so mm -hmm. and I think it's a big big prove it game for Joe Schobert he was the middle linebacker from Cleveland that we paid about 14 15 million dollars in the offseason uh, he's a terrific uh, pass defender just has a great awareness uh, for where he is in space and really uh, knows how offensive schemes work. And it was really great to see them pick up a talent like that, but it was a bit head scratching to all of us because the glaring issue all last year was stopping the run. Um, it seems like the move to bring in Schobert to the middle and let Miles kick out to the weak side linebacker spot uh, immediately elevated the play of that position group, uh, but they're gonna have their work cut out for them, uh, making sure that they wrap up Derrick Henry uh, because those missed tackles just really, they can, the Titans can really make you pay for those um, if you let Derrick Henry, Henry slip and, like I said, you know, force a, a corner or a safety to have to make a tackle. Yeah, maybe a, a little bit out of left field prediction on, on my side. I would not be surprised if you saw a little bit of action out of Shaq Quarterman um, in early base downs. He's a, yeah. he's a former at the University of Miami. Um, I think that if, if there's one thing that, that I was really impressed with and surprised with last week was the ability of, of Todd Wash to change the scheme um, and, and adapt to both the players that he's playing and the players he's got on the field. Um, and I think that's a guy that was a, a steal where they took him in, I believe, the fifth round, um, but had the reputation of Miami as a, a sellout, you know, hit you as hard as he possibly can on every play kind of guy. That's exactly what you need to stop Derrick Henry. Um, so I don't know if that means on, on base downs you move Schobert to the strong linebacker position where he can be more effective and play action uh, and put Shaquille Quarterman in the middle, um, or if he's just more of a rotational player. But I, I think we'll see a little bit more of him this week. Yeah, um, I could certainly see him coming in and like short down or goal line opportunities as uh, as just an additional linebacker to create some thump. So yeah, that, that's really interesting to see if uh, he finally gets some playing time. Um, but I, go ahead. I, I think from a fan's perspective, uh, if you want to watch one matchup 
uh, during the game, keep your eyes on, and as we mentioned earlier, the Titans' right tackle. Uh, either Josh Allen or Caleb on Chasen is going to be rushing from that side. Uh, they'll be rotating, but uh, I think that they're going to uh, finally have a, a bit of a feast on that right tackle, and uh, hopefully the Jaguars can, act, can get out to an early lead where we put the Titans into a position that Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill has to start throwing the ball a lot. Uh, that's going to be advantageous for the Jaguars, but playing from behind is just uh, really difficult to do against a grounded pound team like the Titans, who are really similarly built to the 2017 Jaguars. Uh, so yeah. a, a lot of people suspect that they were going to see some regression this year because the grounded pound offensive style, you know, teams adjust. Uh, it's hard to re- replicate year for year, and you have to have excellent play out of your defense. Um, and so all those things combined, I think it's a, a good uh, analogy to compare them to the old 2017 team. Um, so yeah. def- definitely keep an eye on our pass rushers. I think they're going to have their day. Last, uh, last quick storyline on the defense before we shift over to offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Wingard stepping in as, as the starting safety. Um, obviously came up with a big play last week, really helped seal that game. Um, I'd say previously, you know, not a guy that's seen the field a lot, and when he has, is, has typically uh, left you scratching your head. Uh, how do you think uh, he's going to fill the shoes of, of Jared Wilson as kind of the, the captain of, of that secondary? Yeah, and that's a great way to phrase that. Jared Wilson really is the, the captain of that secondary. Um, very smart guy. Andrew Wingard had a great play, but relatively inexperienced. So I just hope that he can play an error-free ball game and we don't look back at this game and say, man, what was he doing when Corey Davis, you know, ran that fly route? Um, additionally, it's nice having Josh Jones there because he's a guy that we can really rely on to make tackles. Uh, so I really don't want to see a one-on-one matchup with Andrew Wingard and Derrick Henry uh, because that may not bode well uh, for Mr. Wingard. So, uh, yeah, yeah it, if I don't hear his name called at all throughout the game, I'll be very happy. Agreed. And, and just so uh, everybody's aware of our downside protection, there, there's multiple free safeties that are available as free agents right now. Uh, but Thurl Thomas and Ha Ha Clint Dix are there. So if this is a, a really bad week for, uh, for the young man, we, we might be making a move. So, all right, maybe uh, shifting gears to the offense. Let's talk about the Gruden grind for a win offensive outlook. Um, first topic I think we should touch on is the sustain- sustainability of the passing game. Obviously, last week was an absolute show for Gardner, 19 to 20. 20 out of 20 if you count the, the drop by the rookie, LaVisca Chenault. Um, don't think we're going to get a whole lot better than that, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on what your expectations are going in against a, a kind of beat-up uh, tight secondary. Yeah, uh, definitely want to exploit their weaknesses in the secondary. However, they do have a pretty stout front seven, so it's going to require Gardner uh, doing a lot of what he did last week, but getting the ball out super early you may not have a ton of time back there. Uh, our two offensive tackles are going to have their work cut out against, uh, have their work cut out for themselves against uh, Jadavian Clowney and Harold Landry coming off the edge. Uh, additionally, they have some pretty good guys in the interior like Jeffrey Simmons. So I'm looking for Jake Rudin to uh, allow Gardner to work out of the shotgun, get some quick throws. I think LaVisca will continue to take on a big role in the offense because he's a guy that you could just you just want to get the ball in his hands and let him run because he, he runs like a running back. He wasn't taken down once last game. Uh, every time they tried to tackle him, he either scored, went out of bounds, or they just stood him up and waited for the refs to blow the whistle. So that's a guy that uh, I think you're going to see lined up in the slot. 
Uh, we have wide receivers that pride themselves on being able to block. You get LaVisca the ball and let him do his thing. Uh, but I expect Jay Gruden to come out with uh, another really creative uh, set of play designs because now the league has kind of been, been put on notice that Gardner Minshew is the real deal. I don't see any reason to doubt him anymore. Uh, usually the first week is a tune-up game. I mean, we, we made excuse after excuse for Blake Bortles, um, but he came out just ready to play. So I, you know, I think he is uh, a bona fide, uh, not maybe not a star, but you know, a, a bona fide player in this league. And uh, I'm looking forward to see what Jay Gruden does now that there's some tape on the offense. Uh, they're going to have to continue to be nimble and creative uh, so that nothing, you know, becomes too repetitive for defenses to anticipate. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, on that, the, the positive note in my mind is that, it, and I, I don't, you know, we don't have the tape to, to go back and watch it, but it seemed like um, we were a bit repetitive in the last game. You know, we, we went back to the well uh, on that. Uh, that Keenan Cole touchdown was a play that they'd run earlier to, to no success. Um, Jay Gruden went back to it. It seemed like we were running very similar schemes throughout the whole game. And, and I think that's a good thing because not only were we successful doing it, um, there's also a whole bunch of the playbook I'm assuming nobody's seen yet. And so to your point, I think, uh, I think Gruden coming in and mixing it up early is great. I'd love to see us take some shots downfield early in the game um, so that they can't just stack the box on James Robinson, which, you know, is probably a very good segue into I think the next big topic that we should talk about is, you know, is James Robinson for real and, and can the offensive line continue to dominate early and put us in a position where the, the passing game can really start attacking the defense? Yeah, most definitely. I think the matchup this week might be a little bit more of a challenge than what we faced with the Indianapolis Colts. But altogether, that offensive line really uh, was able to create some push, uh, created holes for James Robinson. He just simply executed. You know, he didn't miss a whole lot of opportunities, ran the ball hard, has a really, really great acceleration. Like once he gets between the tackles, those next three steps just take him so far up the field. And uh, so I, I'm really excited about him, you know, for your first game uh, as a rookie, making the jump from the FCS league all the way to the NFL. Uh, you know, he looked totally comfortable playing, uh, you know, in the big leagues. So uh, yes, especially yeah. on that, uh, on that lunge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something Leonard Fournette does not have in his uh, playbook. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. Uh, you know, if we can, establish the run early uh we're going to gather guys in the box and then Minch is just going to be able to dice up the secondary so if, if we can just get some kind of consistent rushing attack going it's going to be really good for the Jaguars yeah agreed and and I think it really opens up another theme that you already laid out which is is allowing LaVisca to really become that that chess piece um I, I think having a strong rushing attack and be able to use him both out of the slot, maybe as a second back out of the shotgun. Uh, there's a whole lot of things you can do if, if, if you run the ball well early in the game. And, um, you know, I, I think for us to have success this week, I think James Robinson's got to get going early. Um, and, and there's nothing from last week that makes me think that he's not going to be able to. So really looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, something to look for from a fan's perspective. Um, keep an eye on where DJ Chark is. I imagine he's going to be shattered by Malcolm Butler who's a big physical corner. Uh, he was the guy who made the big play in the Patriots Seahawks Super Bowl victory. Um, so he made a bunch of money just off that play and he's somewhat lived up to the contract. Uh, I think he'll have his hands full of DJ Chark. But the reason I bring it up is 
Um, on the opposite side of the field, most likely is going to be rookie Christian Fulton out of LSU. And he's a really savvy corner. Um, he can play really well. I was pretty upset that he fell all the way to the second round to the Titans. Um, but I don't think he is nearly as physical. And you have a guy like Chris Conley matched up against him. Look for the Jaguars to run that way. Because if James Robinson can bounce it to the outside or he, we can get LaVisca um, on like an end around, uh, run to that side, Conley's going to eat up that rookie corner and we're going to see some big run plays to that side. Totally agree. And I, I think uh, for that reason, you'll also see a bunch of two tight end looks. Uh, both O'Shaughnessy and Tyler Eifert are great blockers. Um, I think having an extra tight end there to, to double down on, on whatever side Christian Fulton is on is a, is a great move for the running game. Yeah, uh, it'll be really interesting to see if Tyler Eifert gets some more looks. Um, that could be like a, a breakout player of this game. You know, like we're not talking about him. There's not a lot of tape on what we were doing with him. And then he's a guy that they could probably draw up a few crafty plays and you could see him get a touchdown uh, this next game. Um, I'm going to go ahead and share my screen real quick because I want to show just one of the highlights from um, last game. This was the touchdown to – Dave, you can see that on your end? Yeah. Okay. Uh, this was the touchdown to LaVisca Chenault. Uh, and it's really savvy because – or not to LaVisca Chenault, sorry. Uh, to DJ Chark, but it's a great play design because you have LaVisca right here come in motion, and you'll see the whole defense shift this way just because they have their eyes on him. Like, no one wants to have to tackle him in the open field. You, these similar to how we're talking about Derrick Henry. You got to get this guy uh, a hand on him before he starts accelerating. So you see him come in motion here. The whole defense is looking at LaVisca Chenault. Yeah. You, see, you see the safety, like, Oh, snap. Oh, I got yep. to get down on this guy. Gardner just sells it perfectly, and it's amazing. He looks at LaVisca, and then he just repositions his footing lightning quick and just throws a dart here to DJ Chark. Oh, sorry. This was Keelan Cole. Yeah, but uh, to you know, to, to stay on, on the topic, uh, similar play design on the DJ Shark touchdown. Yes. Also off with this so that and just, that just that goes to show how, how, um, how well Gruden is adapting to what they have on the offensive side of the ball. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's a, a lot to look forward to from, uh, Chenault, and, uh, yeah, I think you could have a, a big day tomorrow. Most certainly. So, right. um, Looks like we're uh, having some difficulty with uh, Dave here. You there, Dave? I'm back. Okay, cool. Uh, I got internet, internet bill. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's a lot uh, to look at for the offense. Uh, I think the name of the game is just going to hope that Gardner can rec recreate and reproduce the accuracy that he showed last game. Uh, he's going to have the windows and the opportunities yep. to tear up that, that secondary. Uh, we just have to hope that both our tackles come to play, and if they can reproduce – 
um, the effort that they made last game and slowing down Clowney and Landry, it's going to give Gardner enough time and, you know, ample comfortability in the pocket to make plays. Well, speaking of Gardner, I think it's the moment that everyone is tuned in for, the Gardner Minshew guest segment. Where is he? Oh, man. I mean, I don't blame the guy, but unfortunately, he had to meet with a stylist this week. Uh, you know, it's his first road trip fit. So getting on the PJ, he uh, has to look good. And I know he wants to show out for everyone. I mean, it's the first outfit of the season. So it looks like that appointment with a stylist is running a little bit long. Um, yeah, he just texted me. So unfortunately, Gardner uh, isn't going to be able to make it. Um, but we'll uh, catch up with him. Before, yeah, we'll catch up with him before the Dolphins game. He said, you know, he's not going to – no chance that he misses it next week. So uh, look forward to that next week, uh, our beloved listeners. All right. Uh, next um, up, what do we got, Dave? Uh, I believe it's the Brinks Truck Lock of the Week. Back up the truck, baby. So, uh, unfortunately, we are 0-1. Uh, but that was an unofficial pick since we got the uh, pod out right at kickoff. So uh, we're going to start fresh. Oh, no. That was the, uh, the warm-up pick. Um, so looking at the props uh, that are available right now, uh, you know, I would be tempted to double down on Chris Thompson again just because I feel like Jake Gruden is savvy enough that we're going to see a lot of different people touch. We already saw, I think, maybe seven different guys touch the ball last game, um, but I, I think Chris Thompson will get more involved in the offense. However, um, if I want to put my money somewhere that's uh, going to net me some uh, return on the investment, I'm going to take the Derrick Henry under 118 and a half yards. I think the defense shows up and sells out. I think we put their offense in a position that they need to start throwing the ball. That's a really optimistic take, but uh, I just think 118 and a half yards is just – outright disrespectful and I think our young guns come out to play um you know we've got 16 rookies on this roster we are by far the youngest roster in the NFL and the way they get these guys are playing together it just like gets you hyped up they're having fun um you've got four starters out of the rookie class that are contributing valuable minutes um in addition to that um, some other guys. So I, I think Devon Hamilton and Timmy Jernigan just show up. Those are two 300-pound guys, and uh, they give Derrick Henry a, a tougher day than he's used to. Yeah, agreed. I think, uh, I think investing in the defense here is the, uh, the smart contrarian play. I don't think anybody expects it, but nobody expected last week either. Um, I think uh, I take that under every time, um, and I'm looking forward to, to see them make us some money. So uh, I don't know if we were able to line up our guests of the week, but assuming we were not, uh, maybe we shift over to roundtable score predictions. But yeah. I mean, in this yep. case, it's really less of a roundtable, more of a just you and me table. But Okay, so I'll set the stage again. Uh, the Jaguars are underdogs by seven and a half points. The total is 44, so a relatively low-scoring ball game as predicted by the odds makers. Uh, Dave, how do you think this game plays out tomorrow? So, um, 
again, sticking with the contrarian theme, I, you know, this isn't just because I'm a, a, a homer, though I, I certainly am. I think the Jaguars take this in spades. Um, I think this is the, the official beginning of the new beginning. Um, I think the Jaguars win in a landslide, 31-17, with a few of the, ja- uh, the Titans scores coming late. Wow. Wow, that is a bold city prediction right there. How about you, Jeff? Um, I think the total is is pretty accurate. You know, it, you have to admit that uh, the defense is going to give up more points than last week. You just can't expect this kind of super timely turnovers and fourth down stops to occur. So I think the Titans get uh, – I want to say two, but probably three touchdowns. So I think they end up putting up 24 points. And our Jaguars put up 27, and we take the ball game. I love so it. So 27-24 Jaguars. I think Minshew comes out and throws uh, at least two. Uh, he only threw for 173 yards last game, but he was so efficient doing it. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we have a lot left in the, uh, in the war, uh, war chest. That's what I'm looking for. And I, I think Jay Gruden gets really, uh, really creative. Yep. I, uh... I echo all of that. I think uh, I think this would be pretty special if they can put a stake down and say, you know, we are the AFC South. So um, coming out of this week, you know, if the Jaguars pull off a, a W, I think we're the undisputed uh, leader in the AFC South, heading into a relatively easier opponent in the Miami Dolphins. Obviously, don't want to look ahead to next week, but it starts to get pretty interesting if they can they can break the curse and close this one out in Nashville. Uh, I, let me pause you there, Dave. Uh, I forgot to mention, uh, we do have a, a mailbag uh, this week. So Ooh. the uh, the Jalen Ramsey mailing it in mailbag. Oh, I love it. Um, and uh, we have uh, MacDonald0123. Uh, his question for us is, are we forever cursed to not have a good tight end? It's insane to me that we can't figure that out. It's a great question. And uh... – it's a topic that I think every Jaguars fan grapples with maybe on a, on a weekly basis. Um, you know, I do think we're cursed. Uh, I think it's a, a combination of, of us, uh, uh, of us having tremendously bad luck at the position and the inability of, of the front office, not the back office um, to, to invest in the position. You know, I mean, I, I, I understand that they spent draft capital on Josh Oliver last, last year, or I guess now two years ago. Um, the guy pretty much hasn't seen the field and when he has, you know, you haven't even noticed that he was there. Um, I would have loved to have seen the Jags, you know, go after somebody in the mid rounds again of this year's draft, given how much draft capital we had. Um, but they didn't. Um, and so for the time being, yeah, I think we're going to be a little bit cursed. You know, we talked about this a little bit early in the game. The big upside here is that Tyler Eifert returns to his, what I believe was his 2015 form. Uh, he had over 50 catches and like eight touchdowns. Under would, Jay Gruden. Under Jay Gruden uh, in the Bengals. Uh, I mean, that would be amazing. I, you know, I, I don't think we can bank on that. Um, but the hope is there. So, uh, you know, I'll just close my eyes and, and act like I usually do. How about you? Yeah, you know, I'm not one to be superstitious, but I am a little stitious. And when we, when we released Mercedes Lewis after the uh, 2017 season, uh, that was just a, a terrible mistake. We were not in a position to uh, 
be getting rid of tight ends and especially a personality like that who's a, a leader in a, in, a, in a rock in the locker room. So maybe there is a bit of a hex on us, but uh, I do think, as uh, I said earlier in the show, that in the red zone, we draw up some really great plays for Tyler Eifert. Um, their linebackers are thumpers. Uh, Tyler Eifert's a really athletic guy. Yeah, not and, uh, good in pass coverage. Yeah, yeah. So I think that there's a mismatch there that we're going to exploit. So um, and, a, and don't don't sell short Oshag Hennessy. Yes. Every once in a while, you know, he can make some magic happen. Yeah, he's he was, a, he, he was he's a favorite. He was he was Foles' favorite. He's Minshew's favorite. Um, so yeah, love me some Oshag early on a nice Sunday afternoon. <laughs> well, uh, Mac Walker, thank you for the question. That was a good one. Um, closing statements. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. I want to congratulate uh, Blake Bortles on his second child, uh, who uh, hey. who is on the way. Uh, so uh, congratulations, Blake. Uh, Blake's still hanging out here in Jacksonville. Um, Speaking so. of future Jaguars tight ends. Blake yeah. Bortles. Oh, the spawn of Blake. That could be our savior, Mac. So stay wow. tuned. In about tw- uh, 22 years, we might have a bona fide tight end here in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, everybody, uh, this has been the back office with Dave and Jeff. Always a pleasure to have you. Let's go Jags, baby. Go Jags. Do